Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. All right. Joining me on this podcast from the Golden State of California, I want to welcome the Curvy Momager herself, Robin. Robin, how's it going? It's great. Oh, I get applause. It's yes. great. How about you? Everything's been going well. It's been far too long since your voice has been on the phone here on this show. Oh, I agree. So, I have to be more diligent. <laughs> Glad to have you back on. And to Thanks. the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the homie Buck. Buck, what's happening? What up? What up? How's everybody doing this evening, guys? Glad to be Hey, Buck. Oh, hey, what's going on? Glad to be on this uh, exclusive podcast. So, there you go. Awesome. All right. And we only I... do exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in the 850 area code 12 hours ago Whatever Had Me and Buck took our first road trip together in like 16 years To Orlando oh, Had a wow. good time Yeah, it was a long time since we took a road trip So, And what encouraged that road trip? And what what? What encouraged, what encouraged that road trip after 16 years, yeah Um Really, just just having the time to do it, I guess. So, uh, the reason we had just such a big gap after '99 is that he got married, and then I got married. So we started road tripping with our wives. Then he got mm-hmm. divorced. My wife passed, and just over time, mm-hmm. we just like, man, let's go somewhere. Wow. So it kind of worked out All that right. way. Yeah. It worked Don't out. Let it be another years. 16. Oh, yeah, we already talked about that. That's, that's I know, right? Happen. I mean, you know, we've had, you know, we've had our share of things, you know, life challenges and things. And, uh, you know, it, it was really great to, you know, hang out and, you know, just, you know, we really had a nice, quiet time. I mean, and sometimes that's what you need more so than a whole bunch of parties. Yeah, didn't do um, a lot of wild that's stuff. That's true. Didn't yeah, do a lot I saw you at some bar. You were at some well, I, I, I didn't say I didn't go out now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't say that. But, but uh, I mean, with, with a man with a crazy things. suit. Yeah, that was a karaoke spot. Okay. So, yeah. But all right, let's go ahead and jump into the topic. And um, I'm pretty sure those who listen to the show on a regular basis um, or maybe those who just happen to stumble across this particular show. Um, there was a show that aired back on um, December the 1st called Women Aren't Sweet and Men Don't Protect. And it basically talked about how we went wrong in society and now each gender wants leverage over the other in relationships. And a problem that... Um, we had on the show, in my opinion, is that one gender would talk about the other gender, but not taking the accountability for themselves. 
So basically, all the men wanted to talk about what the women weren't doing, and the women wanted to talk about well, the woman who woman who was on the show, <laughs> you know, of, of course, was defending herself, and nothing got resolved. And it's basically always like this in every single conversation, for the most part. No one can just say, "Hey, this is what my gender needs to do to right the wrongs that's happened over the last." 50 years when this stuff got out of whack, and move on from there. So I decided to reach out to Robin and bring Buck back on to discuss it and see if we can get things um, maybe ironed out on a one-on-one level uh, and see if that kind of helps. Okay, so Robin, I'll start with you ladies first. And it's just a fairly simple question. And... um, we can just look at it from, um, I guess, a man-woman perspective. We won't look at it. We won't inject race in it, at least not not to start the conversation. But uh, what is what are some of the things that women can do that can help, I guess, ease the tension that we're seeing in relationships these days? Um, and and now when you say tension. You mean because women aren't sweet and men are protective, that kind of tension? Yeah. I mean, there's just been a a dynamic like women. Some women, in my opinion, don't feel as if they can be sweet because guys will take advantage of them. Yeah, and and that definitely can happen, but I think we need to realize who's fake and who's real. And a lot of times instead of taking the time to get to learn or to know a person – uh, people rush into things and um, don't realize that they're not compatible with that person because they're so excited to have the attention and so excited to um, have somebody to text or to call. So instead of really getting to know someone, they settle, and that breeds um, an attitude or breeds uh, personality conflicts, and I think that's where the biggest um, issue comes in is we're rushing into relationships. Okay, okay. And I get that. And, Buck, what do you think mm-hmm. as far as men are concerned? Um, you know, there are some men who just don't want to do certain things for women because they feel like they're being taken advantage of. Uh, what is something that men need to improve upon in order to ease tension in relationships? I think we need to be better listeners um, because I think a lot of times um, when women speak, sometimes we we just don't listen uh, for whatever the reason is. It's not that we're trying to, um, you know, be, you know, any kind of way to them. It's just think sometimes, you know, assumption is the, the mother of all fuck-ups, and we assume too much. And that's the best way I can say it. And, um, you know, it could be something simple like, um, if you do something for your woman on a regular basis and all of a sudden, you know, she is expecting you to do it and you don't do it, and then she gets mad at you and you're looking at her going, what you getting mad at me for? You know, I, you know, I do this stuff all the time. I just didn't happen to do it today. And, you know, she jumps in your shit and then you get mad. But then you just stop it all together instead of keep getting, you know, doing the right things that you, you know, doing the things you, you typically do. Um, and, you know, that's how conflicts start. Um, so being, I think, you know, a better listener, um, being consistent, I think those are things that will 
help you know relationships be better. Okay, listening better. All right, mm-hmm. so now, Robin, let's 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 jump in this and let's look at it from, I, I guess, a perspective from a from a black woman. All right, let's inject mm-hmm. race in it. Um, you know, at one time, the black family, maybe with our parents and their parents, the black family was pretty strong. Okay, that's mm-hmm. how we got so much done back in the day. Uh, but now, not so much. There's not much unity. Mm-hmm. Black men and black women almost appear to be at war. And so when you inject race into it, in your opinion, why do you think black men just seem to no longer uplift or protect black women? You know, it's so interesting Interesting that you say that because I have never run into a man that has done that. I mean, I've never had anybody just completely tear me down um, to where I felt disrespected. I mean, there were probably some things that were said, but to a total, like, just breakdown between the relationship, I've never experienced that. Um, But I think that um, from your show a couple of weeks ago, from what I can remember, uh, the gentlemen were very upset because they felt like they were being punked by women. They were being um, treated as if they, you know, lack of, they didn't have respect. Women didn't have respect is what they were saying for the niceties that they would do. They would kind of like snub them off. And these are black men and black women, um, snub them off or, you know, say they were thirsty. I hate that word, Um, say that, you know, they were trying to get something for nothing pretty much. And so I don't know the reason why it's happened, but I personally have never experienced it, so it's kind of hard for me to even really speak to it. I I guess I may see it like on social media um, where women don't respect themselves and then they think that their mate should respect them. Um, so I think a, a lot of it just has to do with the way people are being raised. They're not being paid attention to. Parents aren't spending time with children. But like I said, in my circle, I don't see mm-hmm. that. So that, you know, it's kind of difficult for me to speak to because I don't live it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, Bub, what do you think, man? Uh, do you think that um black men no longer protect black women. I don't I don't necessarily think they don't no longer protect it. I just think that they're more they're, they're more short. I think as time has passed, um you kind of lose a sense of pride or a sense of um fulfillment if you want to call it that. Simply because I mean, you got to look at you get you got to look at the the breakdown in the black community. Um, first of all, you have to, you know, you have the separate, you know, you have the one parent families, first of all, uh, this, and that's a disconnect. So um, the parents are younger, so that you don't get the quality, uh, the quality of, of being raised by both parents. So, or in some cases, grandparents or an uncle, or somebody that's elderly that's been there, done that, so to speak. So you lose some of that qual- those quality, you know, essentials that you need to learn to be an adult. 
So with that being said, um, you know, sometimes, you know, if you don't have your a father figure there, a good one, but even if it's a stepfather, uncle, grandfather, or whatever, you don't know how to, you don't get those essentials that you need to learn how to be a man and, and learn how to treat women, so to speak. Because if you think about, you know, how some of us were raised, we had that great parenting. Even if, you know, a father wasn't in the picture, you still had a grandfather, an uncle that gave you those core values you needed. And marriage was something that lasted for, for forever, regardless to what happened in the relationship, whether it's something, you know, every, you know, everybody just, you know, they were able to handle things differently versus how things are handled now. So mm-hmm. I think those those core values, those qualities are missing and I think that's where the disconnect starts. And as it, you know, as the you know, as that has gotten larger, we've you know, we've grown apart as a unit in the black community. Okay. Okay. Can I ask a, a question? Uh-huh. When when you said protect, um, are we talking about an intruder coming in the house and the man steps up to protect? The woman. No. Or are we talking about I'm out in the street and somebody calls me out of my name and he's supposed to step up and protect me? Um, kind of in between. Uh, I mean, in today's society, okay. you really can't just expect a stranger to step up um, because people get shot these days. But uh, <laughs> but it's kind of in between. You know, at, at at one point, just like the many. YouTube videos we see on Facebook with women fighting and guys mm-hmm. filming instead of breaking mm-hmm. up, you mm-hmm. know. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, you know situations like that, and, and, and I, I mean, or maybe um, someone besmirching a woman's character and guys buying into gossip instead of nipping it in the bud. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, at mm-hmm. one time, you know, there's certain guys they're, they're not gonna let you drag off. A, a woman's name to the mud, especially if it's someone that they knew. But now it's like mm-hmm. we buy into it, we even, you know, fuel the fire, so to speak, and get caught up in some mess. So that's kind of what I mean when I say we yeah. don't protect protect women. Okay. Um, and um, another example, uh, just like the situation with Bill Cosby, when that really hit the fan last year, there were a lot mm-hmm. of guys and, and guys on my show who said, you know, uh, the women lying on Bill. Bill didn't do it. It's like they <laughs> didn't even take the I, – I mean, and don't get me wrong. People are entitled to their opinion, but this was mm-hmm. – it was done without fact, you know. It's like guys mm-hmm. are going to side with the guys, you know. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, regardless. And, and in a lot of cases, women are going to side with the women because there's so much hatred towards the other side that no one really feels the need to find out if something really happened or not, mm. you know. I and there's okay. something wrong with that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with that. Now, Buck mentioned um, how we have single-family households now. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, you know, did the women run the men off or did the men bail <laughs> on the women? Is it is it important to know how it happened or is it just more important to fix it? I think it's just more important to fix it, but in order to fix it, you kind of you have to know the background, right? You got to know did he cheat and then leave with um, sunshine and and left her by herself, or 
did she just decide that she got tired of him ignoring her and she decided to leave? So you kind of do have to know the background, but the more important part is we just need to fix it. Um, I think now more people are just more accepting of, okay, if I don't have a mate and i got to raise kids, it's just going to be. And that's sad. That is sad. I think I think it is, too. And I think it makes it difficult, um, and Buck, you can chime in on this if you want. Do you think it makes it difficult when it comes to raising boys um, without a father figure in their life? Because some women almost treat the boys as if that's their significant other. Um, I mean, I've seen women have their sons as Man Crush Mondays and, and things of that nature. <laughs> And you know it may it, it it may be for from a good place, but I mean, doesn't that kind of like, I, I I guess it's cause a weird dynamic and family structure as well. I think to a point, but what I see, and you know, I see something entirely different. Um, I see the the negative side where the women almost punish the the men because of what their significant other has done to them, which makes mm. matters in extremely bad. Um, there's no reason for the child to take the brunt of the, inc- the inconsistencies of the significant other. Um, but in a lot of cases, this is where the resentment is comes from in situations like this. Um, because you know, they're trying to do the best that they can. It's almost like, you know, since the significant other is not there, well, it is like this. I can't say it's almost like it, it is like this. Where the significant, you know, the significant other, you know, whatever happened, happened. So the child, since he's, you know, part of the, you know, part of the significant other or whatnot, is constantly being chastised because of the inconsistencies of the, you know, of the husband or whatnot. So it makes it doubly hard for him because he seems like he cannot please his parents, you know, his mother or grandmother, whoever's taking care of him. So that's what I've seen. I mean, yeah, you you can see it from both sides, but I see more of the the inconsistency, whether the child being punished because the significant other is no longer there. I see that more so than I see the the date nights of the kids and things of that nature. You do see that sometimes, but I see it from a different perspective. Okay, that's how confusing, is, how confusing is that for a young man, you know, to have to be caught in the middle of that? That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can see it. I have seen it, actually. Um, but I, I have one of each, which I'm very fortunate to have both. Um, but there are certain things that I can do with my son and then certain things that I do with my daughter. So you have to keep that as a parent-child relationship, but as a single mother, um, that line sometimes can be thin and can be crossed when it comes to a male child. Um, I know I do a lot of posting of my son on social media, and people are always like, why do you never talk about your daughter? Well, my daughter doesn't really like to be on there. She likes She's more private. So people uh-huh. assume assume what you said, you know, that I put him more on a pedestal and that's not the case. He just he likes the spotlight. She really doesn't is not doesn't care for it. So um sometimes we have to be careful because we may think that 
but that's not really what's going on um, with right. between the mother and the son. Okay. All right. Good point. Good point. And so, um, but when I think back to that show and I think about what some of the guys were saying, um, a lot of the guys were, I, it seemed to me they were going from personal experience. Okay. Cause there were a lot of things that were said that just sounded like it was real specific and just kind of touched the core of the guys, which is why there was so much passion behind what was being said. Um, do you think that, and just from the male gender perspective, do you think that a lot of men take a couple or, or however many bad experiences and just pretty much lay the blanket over all women, and that's why we have some of the animosity that we do? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and it depends on, and this is this is a uh, determining factor in some of this. It depends on how many times these rascals have been hurt because there's a lot of guys out there that have been hurt several times, maybe even consecutively, and it changes you. It, it does something to you, um, and a lot of people don't realize that. Um, so that's where you see a lot of the animosity because, you, just, you know, you just don't know what the other, you know, what some of these guys have gone through. Um, they could, you know, in today's time, guys fall in love a whole lot quicker than women do. Um, women get their independence, they get their freedom, and and you know, guys are more settled now, in my opinion. Today, you know, they want to settle down. They don't want to run the streets and you know be chasing a bunch of women and all that kind of stuff. Guys want to be settled. I mean, and I'm not speaking for all guys, but I'm talking for the majority. Um, they want to be settled down, and they want to have they want to have consistency. Um, and it takes a lot of communication for that consistency to, to develop. Um, so, because, because we, I know we, we talk about several different things in our show, but, you know, consistency is what it's all about. And, you know, we want somebody to call our own at the end of the day. I know it. you know, 12 hours, if I work a 12-hour day or something like that, you know, I'm not asking for the, the lady that, that, I, that I see to cook me dinner or anything like that. If anything, you know, if she's already home, she could, you know, he can wait till I get there and we can go eat together, you know, if it's not too late. Um, because some women don't like to eat late. Or, you know, I, you know, if I get off early, I cook. You know, it's a two-way street. So I just think that, you know, we have to kind of look at this from a, you know, a perspective of, you know, it's a two-way street here. It's not one way. If it's going to be one way, then it's not going to work with that person. Now, Robin, let me get your reaction because I noticed you you seemed like you were kind of surprised when he said most men want to be settled. Most men want to be. Yeah, I, yeah that kind of does surprise me. I, I guess um, <laughs> I see a lot of men, and, well, not see a lot of men, but I get messages, uh, direct messages from people just pop into my, in my mailbox. And the first thing is I want to meet you. I want to, you know, send me a picture. All those things that I find very unattractive. Because like mm-hmm. I said earlier, get to know somebody before you're just jumping into, um, you know, the next step. People aren't taking the time to date. They're just wanting to rush. And so when I hear that, to me, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're wanting to get into a relationship. They're just wanting to get somebody and that's not a relationship. 
I get that, and I think, like, I, I don't know if it's a majority. Uh, like like Buck says, I mean, I, I'm not sure how many people, men actually want to be settled down and how many don't. I do think that the men that approach women the most are the ones who don't. Um, the, the guys who are constantly in your inbox or constantly approaching you at gas stations and things of that nature, those are, for the most part, opportunists, just looking for, you know, the next uh, thing to occupy their weekend. And so I, I think when it comes to that, to a lot of women, it may seem like, okay, that's all guys. And um, I don't think that's the case at all. I just think that, uh, you know, those are the ones who are always quick to get in your face, so to speak. But um, I, I, I do... I, I do think that there's some guys who take a few experiences and it kind of taints them. And like Buck said, it can change you. Um, I mean, just from, you know, experience myself, I, I look at relationships a lot differently than I did, you know, five, ten years ago, simply because mm -hmm. um, I do feel like there is a difference when it comes to dating now that um, – that women are different, and I think that, that men are different as well. And as far as who changed first, I don't know. I don't know if it even matters. Mm -hmm. But uh, there is a difference, and it's it's always been called, you know, the game, so to speak, but it's more of a game now than I've ever seen before. I mean, just trying to – now, for me, just trying to get to know a woman is difficult enough because, mm -hmm. you know, there's some people who are just guarded. You know, they don't want yeah. to give you anything. I'm sorry, go ahead. Especially in our in our age bracket, but think, you know, 20 years younger than us. You you talk about if it's a game with us, I don't know what you even call that, Disneyland. It's like an amusement park for them. <laughs> right, exactly. You know. Um, Hell, it's an amusement park for some, some of our ages, too, because <laughs> in a lot of it, and, it, and I'm, I'm saying this just off of pure experience. A lot of people, you know, they shut themselves off for whatever the reasons being, whether they're trying to protect themselves, think they're going to get hurt, what have you, or they have their own different agenda on what they, you know, what they want to do as far as the relationship goes. Um, right. And as a result of all the all the shelterness and the walls and all the all the garbage that they produce, it mess it, it, it messes up the the actual aviance of trying to build a relationship and trying to bring two people together. And then when you always send in mixed signals all the time and not really, you know, being straight up with somebody and things of that nature, things get, get you know, things get messed up really, really quickly. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of this protecting stuff, a lot, you know, if things were just different where we would work together as a unit, I think things will work so much better. And, and this is why I always speak of communication because communication is very, very essential in a relationship. It's essential in every facet of the relationship, from the sexual part to, the, to you know, when you're talking about bills, when you're talking about um, being together for a certain amount of time, what happens. It's all important. And when you, don't, when you don't communicate properly, that's where, you know, things get messed up. And that's how good relationships end up turning into bad relationship. This is true. This is true. Well, but let me ask you this. Um, t 
two things I think men have just lost um, when it comes to dealing with women. And the first thing is um, respect. Men don't respect women like we once did. Uh, it's just gone, you know. And the other thing is chivalry. Chivalry, men don't want to do anything uh, for women because they think it makes them look weak. Uh, what do you think? Do you agree with that? Do you think that it's a problem? Do you think it's not a problem? What's your opinion on those two things that I feel like men no longer care about? I think men stop doing it simply because of something. There are a couple of things that I said earlier. Um, since when you go, when you're growing up, when you're a kid, you want to, you know, your your parents are your role models. So if you don't have parents that are role models that are really good ones, I think you lose. I mean, I think the kids lose sight of that because this monkey see monkey do. So if you see your dad buying your mother flowers, you think that's pretty cool. If you see them sitting on the couch together. Arm, you know, arm around one another and, you know, loving on each other, you know, in their quiet time and things of that nature. You learn those qualities from your parents and how they interact with each other, you know, and a lot, and we've lost sight of that. When you, that's part of the problem. Another part of the problem is the, you know, you got kids raising kids. Kids, and if you're coming from a broken home, to begin with, and you don't have the the, the, the elderly like grand, grandparents or great uncles or uncles or you know that live in the neighborhood. So we all we all live apart now. You got one living in Mississippi, you got one living in, in Tennessee, you got one living in in New Jersey, you got one living in in K- Kentucky. Nobody, you know, where I grew up, I had great aunts and great uncles and uncles and aunts that live next door to me. So. You know, I grew up in a in a time where, you know, my dad was in Germany at the time. If I screwed up, I was gonna get caught regardless. Cause my neighbor was there up above my house, my Marguerite, my Aunt Georgia, my Uncle Benny, Uncle Curtis, um, <clears throat> my Aunt Lily below me, and my cousins, uh, uh, Linda and her kids, and her husband, and Lionel. So all of them were around my house. So. You know, I might I might be able to get away from it from my mom and grandmother, but if I rode up the street and I wasn't supposed to, or rode to the store and I wasn't supposed to, and I didn't ask, somebody's gonna be outside or looking out the window, just when you didn't think didn't think you were gonna get away with it. So, you don't have that family unit anymore. So you just some of those those things have fallen by the wayside. So you don't have those core values. So we don't know how to treat one another because we don't see it, you know. So you got a kid in there, you got a parent in there playing Nintendo or playing Xbox or whatever, and they got a kid in there hollering and everything. They laying in bed, you know, laying in the in the bed or whatever with a thing in his mouth, you know, pacifier in his mouth, and that's what they're doing. So when they get up of age, you know, they see their their parents still playing video games, not working, you know, drinking beer, you know, drinking beer in the evening, all that kind of stuff. So they see that. So they think that's what you're supposed to do. They don't see the parents coming in, working, 
you know, they didn't come in and they're trying to make dinner and trying to make sure we all sit down together and eat and, you know, talk about the day and those kind of things. We don't see those core values. That's where we lost it. That's where the disconnect is. Yeah, I don't know how we fixed that. <laughs> Me either. That's a lot. That's a lot. It is a lot, but, but it can be fixed. Robin, in your opinion, have um, men lost respect for women, and is chivalry on the verge of being extinct? I see um, chivalrous moments. It's it's funny. A couple of months ago, I did a blog um, where one of my girlfriends joined me on the blog, and we did a social experiment for about uh, a week. And the social experiment was to see if men still practice manners. When I moved here to Bakersfield, um, the population is majority Hispanic, and I noticed that I would walk up to a door or near a door, and the man would never hold it open, or he would walk in before me. And so I didn't know if it was just, you know, I was losing my mojo, or if the area of the country was just different, people were raised differently. So we did a social experiment, and we judged if we were out uh, just dressed in sweats. Did men treat us differently versus if we had our heels on, a business suit, or, you know, an evening attire? And it, it's, it, I found out that um, it was we were treated the same regardless of what we had on, but I was kind of, I guess, approaching it the wrong way because I think my attitude that whole week was more let me see what's going on versus just being, you know, in the moment. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so um, I did find that people probably, they do, they are chivalrous, but sometimes we have our guard up and they don't want to respond. So it's it's about how you present yourself. Um, to someone and, and how they're going to react to you. Okay. Okay. Now, if I'm Robin, now with the screwed up face, you know, who's going to want to open the door for me? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let me ask you two things that I think um, women have lost when it comes um, to relationships and everything. Uh, one of them is the same as men. I think women have lost respect for men. But I also think that women have lost class. Um, mm. I mean, there's some women to, you close your eyes, it's almost like if they had a deeper voice, you, you're talking to another dude. There's just <laughs> some of the things women say, some of the the ways they carry themselves is a lot different than uh, my mom's generation and beyond. Sure. Uh, can you speak mm-hmm. to those two things? Because I, I do think that... Um, women who don't have class present more of a harder type of presence that don't really attract men, or at least not the right ones. Yeah, definitely. Why would you want to be with a woman who doesn't have class, a woman who can't put a sentence together, a woman who is getting high, or, you know, who wants to be with somebody like that? And that, to me, represents not having any class or respect for yourself. Um, But, you know, like I said, if we're not taking the time to meet the right people, you're running into clowns. And then when you run into clowns, people um, think that everybody is going to be that way. I I met someone, and he didn't live in the state, uh, and we're talking about meeting up and, you know, him coming to visit. Well, 
long story short, when he was ready to purchase the ticket, he asked, was I going to buy his ticket? And I'm thinking to myself, why would I want to date somebody who can't even afford to come and see me? So if this is what's happening to me, and I'm not really even out there, what's happening to women who are out there trying to be in relationships, trying to find somebody, how are they being treated? So it's it's mutual respect. And if we're not respecting each other, we're going to continue to have bad relationships and bad um, experiences. So that's what, and that's why we start disrespecting each other. Okay. Buck, what do you think about it, man? Do you think that um, a lot of women today lack class and don't respect men? To a certain extent, but I, I just think, you know, it, it goes, like I said, then again, it goes back to some of the stuff that I've already spoke about. Um, a lot, if you don't see your parents, you know, you know, compliment, like if the man goes and goes get gas for the lady's car or go check the oil, go check the oil or go get the maintenance done on her car and she doesn't say thank you, you know, she's yelling at them. Um, and when you have little daughters at home and they see that all the time or, you know, they grow up thinking that that's commonplace. Um, younger, you know, single parents that are younger, you know, kids raising kids, go back to that. You know, there's a lot of a lot of that that's going on. You know, they, you know, you got younger mothers out there that, that really have not experienced freedom yet. Um, they hadn't gotten out there to see what's out there. So they have a kid, and the kid is actually – a, a burden to them. You know, they want to get out there and party and go to the club because that's what all their friends are doing and they're not pregnant or, you know, have had a child. So they're out there, you know, getting out there, you know, trying to run with the Joneses or the Joan, you know, Jonesses or whatever. <laughs> and as the kids, as the kids, you know, as the parents are, are growing, you know, getting older, you know, the kids, the you know, parents and the kids are partying together and all that kind of stuff because they're not that far apart. Uh, it's just it's just a it's a recipe for disaster. And you know there has to be, you know there are ways to curtail this, but it really starts in the home. You know we need to go back to values where, regardless what happens between two parents, we have to kind of, you know, if something bad happens, you work through it. You don't go get a divorce. You work through it so therefore you can you know keep the family unit together um, move closer to family so you always have an extra support you know extra you know and I'm not talking from a financial standpoint I'm talking about support for you know the family unit because since a lot of families live across country you don't have that connection because everybody's life is so fast now so you don't have that you know, the core family values, because you can always learn from any family member. Just like in, in everyday life, you learn, you always learn something from different people, regardless of whether they're young or old. But, this, you know, if you have a good family unit, you know, you can bounce off each other and feed off each other. And I think, you know, that's, you know, that's something that's important and essential. Those are the changes change that you need to make in the right direction to make things work better when it comes to relationships. Okay. All right. And I also, um, and also when I say class, um, of course that does apply to guys too. There are a lot of guys who lack class and you see that with, you know, the way some people dress. I mean, 
of course, everyone has their own style, but your style should be appropriate to your surroundings, and not everyone really can appreciate that. But, um, I mean, I, I think social media contributes a lot to it as well. Um, and, and then neither gender appears to be embarrassed by anything. You have some guys that will say or do anything around anybody and not feel any shame for it. You know, they'll be disrespectful around elderly people, you know, cursing around them and all that other type of stuff. And there is no disrespect or any type of, I mean, they don't feel any type of way about it. You have some women who will, post, you know, very vulgar things on Facebook and can care less if, you know, their mom or their boss sees it, you know. So, I mean, it's on both sides. It's like people don't care because they have no shame, no humility. Um, But let me ask you this, Robin. Uh, One Mm -hmm. of the things that was mentioned in the show, um, some of the guys talked about being at the barbershop and sharing their experiences Mm -hmm. with other people in the barbershop about women, and all of them had negative experiences. Do you think that some people actually believe that um, some of the things they believe because they don't have a diverse group of friends? I mean, if you have friends, if all your friends grow up in your neighborhood, then you're going to all share the same experiences, good or bad, right? So, I mean... Are, is that going to reinforce some of your beliefs because the person next to you who grew up in the same neighborhood dealt with the same trifling people that you may have dealt with? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely true. Um, that's why, you know, for, I, always, I, encourage, I have encouraged my children, make sure you go away to school so you can learn some different experience, meet some different people, get out of what your comfort zone is and grow. Um, but, you know, you got Rollo from the hood, and then you got Cisco, his friends, and they all kicking it every Saturday at the barbershop, and then they leave the barbershop and they go kicking on the front porch. You know, they're on, that's the same type of environment. They're not growing in any way. So why would a woman outside of that environment be interested in that type of a male? I, um, somebody told me, well, I'm a, what did he say he was? He was a truck driver. A woman like you wouldn't be interested in a truck driver. Well, you know, why not? If if you're a human being and you have some sense and, you know, you're willing to be open to different experiences, why wouldn't somebody be interested in you? But if you already think like that, then I'm already turned off. Uh-huh. And I do think going away to school definitely helps. Um I went to a predominantly white high school, and mm-hmm. I went to a predominantly black college, and mm-hmm. there was a huge difference. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> a huge <laughs> difference. Um, but I benefited from having the best of both worlds, so to speak. But it also helped me to understand how, you know, some of the people I went to high school with absolutely do not understand, you know, some black people. And then some of the black people I went to high school, I went to college with absolutely do not understand some white people because Mm -hmm. they only knew one crowd. They only knew each other. And so Mm -hmm. when they got exposed to the other, they had no clue of how to respond. And I think the Mm -hmm. same applies to um, men and women when it comes to relationship. If you're a guy and all of your friends 
running the same circles and you're dealing with the same type of women and there are no good women, then, of course, you're going to share each other's experiences and all your experiences are going to be bad, right? right? And the same goes with women. But if you're dealing with different people, then at some point someone's going to say, well, hey, man, I'm in a good relationship. And maybe others can pay attention or, what, you know, what is he doing or what is he looking for or what type of woman does he have to make him have a different experience, you know. And so I think people need to definitely be more diverse and not run with the same people in the same circles because, you know, you're going to have some of the same things. But all right, let's get ready yeah. to wrap this up. And, Buck, let me ask you this. Are some people ruining opportunities for relationships simply because they're looking for the quote-unquote perfect mate? Um, Because with social media and with television these days, you see these perfect bodies on TV all of the time. (laughs) And I think people are like, well, you know what? I'm going to hold out until I get one of those. You know, do you think that's that's part of the problem? Um, the reason why, because, you know, it just seems like some people just don't know what they want. I mean, they think they do, um, but they, you know, want the next big thing, so to speak. It's like we're always upgrading. It's like cell phones. Yeah, I, I, I do see that. I see a lot of that. Um, because, I mean, first of all, there's not a perfect mate. So, that I mean, that's. You know, none of us are perfect. So if you look at it from that standpoint, that should cut out a lot of the bullshit right there. Um, (laughs) Because none of us are perfect. We all have our faults. We all have things we don't like about ourselves and all that. So if we know we have faults, why in the hell are we looking for somebody that's perfect? What we have to do is reach common ground. You know, we we meet somebody that, you know, it's going to have a lot. You want to meet somebody that has a lot of the qualities that you like in a person and whatever that person may be um, and get, you know, get as close as to what you like as you possibly can. And then at that point, you know, whatever fault they have, you work on that so that, you know, you communicate and work on that so that way things work out for you. So if you look at it from a perspective like that, you know, you got to work on your relationship. Working on a relationship is, to me, is something that you do constantly. Um, you do it constantly in all facets of your relationship. Um, from you know, you, when you communicate and you work on, you know, you work on your finances together. You work on your your love life together. Um, you work on, you know, your short overall being. You know what your likes and dislikes are. Uh, what y'all like to do together. What you don't like to do together. There's common ground in, in all of that. So when you look at a relationship like that, just get, you know, you want to get quality, but you want to get as close to the values and the things that you look for in a mate. You want to look at that first. Um, so therefore, you know, you want to weed out the chicken heads if you want if you want to call it that or the ignoramuses or whatever. You want to weed that out. But you can't just, you can't settle. And I think we've got, you've got too much of that, I think, um, Robin said that earlier, we settle too much because sometimes we just want to get with somebody, you know, and I'm not, I'm not just saying from a sexual standpoint, I'm just talking about just having somebody you call your own and sometimes you just don't look at the warning signs. You don't read the label and you see, you know, you get out there and, you know, you meet somebody and you, you, you hear what they say, you know, I don't have, I'm not doing this, I don't have this and I don't have that and all that kind of stuff and, 
you're not listening to the warning signs. Now, if you're with a person for a while and some of those things happen, it's different because, you know, you've grown together and you're trying to, you know, you're supposed to be, if one's down, the other one's supposed to pick up the slack, you know, because now you're in a relationship. It's different once you've been there for a little while, but not some of these new folks you're running into. These new folks, and they already got, you know, they're getting their ass kicked by their ex-man and they're, and they're you know, their child whooping your ass, they're whooping your ass too, and all that. And you talking about you have a place to stay? Can I come stay with you and all that? That's fucking problem. You don't get involved in that kind of stuff. You just say, hey, you know, why don't you go down to a woman's shelter and see if they can try to help you out? And then once you get your ducks in a the row, then you talk. You, you can't be calling me when you get getting your ass kicked and trying to move up in my house. So those are things that you, you know, common sense got to prevail in some of that. So. You know, we got to kind of look at those things. Robin, what do you think? Do you think that um, some people are just looking for that perfect mate and that's why, uh, you know, we get fooled by the Instagram photos of these hot bodies, that, you know, may come mm-hmm. with baggage or, or something. I, as a matter of fact, I know a guy who, um, I mean, he's he, he works out in the gym. That's probably the only work he does. Um, but he, he works out in the gym. <laughs> And, you know, he, but he's like 6'2", 220 pounds, and I think Mm -hmm. six kids by four women, and, (laughs) you know, but, I mean, he has, he has a date every Friday, Saturday night, I'm sitting at the house, you know, (laughs) so. Well, let me just say this, I hope that that's not all what everybody is looking for because I will be single eternally. Um, You know, all that Instagram and people on TV, that is not how 85% of America (laughs) lives or is. So um, I do agree, though, that I think what happens is maybe you have two people that are just regular people in a relationship and then uh, something may go left and that one person may look at... um, a mate like that's that's out there on Instagram or out there in social media and say, well, hey, I can get this. I don't have to worry about that, you know. And then when this start acting up because, um, you know, you think that that was better, um, and then it falls apart with the first one, your side chick becomes your main chick, and then you look back and be like, well, wait a minute, I could have stayed with the main chick because it's the same thing. It's going to be the same thing, you know. It's it's um, bound to happen. So we just have to really build some strong families, as Buck was uh, saying earlier, and, and show the unity within our community. I mean, the whole community as a whole, not just male-female, but even male against male, female against female, has just suffered a serious breakdown from when I was growing up or from when all of us were growing up. What's going to fix the cue? I don't have any idea. Maybe additional conversations um, about what we need to do. But as a whole, we have some some serious issues as a race. And that just affects how we're we're raising our children and, and living on an everyday basis. Yeah. I think a lot has to be done. I agree with you. There's so, there's so many factors. as We've named a ton of different things. And where do we start? I haven't a clue. Um, but as far as, you know, there's a lack of class you have, um, and just, just my personal opinion, you have women who 
don't care themselves as women. They care themselves like dudes almost. They're just hardened, just hardened to the core. You have some guys who are just disrespectful, who don't treat ladies like ladies. And again, it's that chicken and egg thing, you know. Do guys not treat mm-hmm. women like women because they don't act like women? Or do women not act like women because, you know, they're being harder because guys are are different? I mean, and again, no one's really working towards trying to fix themselves. Because I, I'm a firm believer of if you fix yourself, if everybody fixed themselves, then there wouldn't be a problem. But we're so busy pointing out the faults of the other that nothing is done. And I think that show from December 1st mm-hmm. kind of proved that. Because even when it was pointing out, pointed out, hey, you're not being accountable for your own gender, you know, you're not, you know, I'm asking problems, I'm asking questions about your gender and you're not even responding to it. But their response was, well, we can't talk about our gender without talking about the other. I mean, so there are people mm. who actually believe there's no way to fix the, their problem without fixing someone else's, you know. And, you know, I, I disagree with that. I mean, everyone has their own opinions, but I disagree with that, especially as a man, because I feel like, um, and this has been said on the show, and something that Eminem said. When Eminem said if if all women said they were not going to date a man unless he went to college, uh, didn't uh-huh. sell drugs, didn't sag his pants. And he said if all women did that, then men would go to college, stop sagging their pants, not sell drugs. And you know, and that's and that's true. I honestly believe that because mm-hmm. as as a man, we're going to do what it takes to get the woman, right? So mm-hmm. if the requ- if the requirements are high, then we're going to raise our level to meet that requirement. However, I don't think women should be responsible for that. I don't think it should fall. On women, because if you're a man, if you're supposed to be a leader or head of a household, then no one should have to dictate how you live your life. Or mm-hmm. have to, you know what I'm saying? You should want mm-hmm. to do the right thing simply because you're a man. And I think that's part of the problem as far as men are concerned. We've lost pride in being a man. You know, we don't want to do certain things because we're worried about what our friends think instead of worried about what's right and what's wrong. So mm. that's how I look at it from mm. a man's perspective. Mm. And I'm sorry? You were no, saying something? go ahead. I, I, just, I just agree with you. I, but I, I do think that um, when it's all said and done, people just don't take the time to get to know someone. Or mm-hmm. they don't take the time to appreciate um an opportunity they may have. You know, there are a lot of people who probably work with someone who would be the perfect significant other for them. You know, they may work with them. They may see them um, on a regular basis around their job or something like that. And I mean, excuse me, around their home or something, and they just don't pay them any mind because they just make assumptions, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the person's not that perfect mate that they saw on Facebook you know the the woman with the twenty two inch waist and the forty inch hips. You know, I mean, gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You, because yeah. there's some guys. It's like if she don't look like she belongs on King magazine with some of these little airbrush photos or whatever, then they're not really paying uh-huh. them any mind. You know, yeah. And, uh, right about, 
Yeah, I don't. I, that's why I don't like. I know not like meeting anybody. You know, for the most part, on you know email or any of these websites because I had a, a person of interest that I was talking to a long time ago when when this mess first started coming out before I got married, and this rascal had one of these pictures. You know, everything just had those nice steel, you know, color, you know, blue color eyes. Everything was just straight. And hair all fixed and everything, good smile and all that. You know, you know everything looked good. Met that joke in the person. That joke looked like, man, I, she looked like damn job to her sister. I was like, Lord have mercy, this man. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes. Right. Job to her sister, Jack, in the flesh, no teeth, fat in the mouth. Oh, wow. You know, oh, this, Lord. This motherfucker was up on the floor, boy, and I was like, mm, you know, I mean, the picture on the picture on on them internet was tight. Well, I was like, oh, I ain't deal with this. Yeah, I said, <laughs> you know, we talked a little bit on the phone, got to know each other, all that shit, and then next thing you know, we go down there. Man, that drug was so jacked up, boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, so like, social media. First time, last time. <laughs> Robert, you mentioned you mentioned a little while ago about you get inboxes. And you know d- direct messages and everything, and mm-hmm. but if a guy sees you on on Facebook, okay, and he's physically attractive I, I, to you, I guess because he saw your picture and all of that, um, isn't a direct message the only way he can reach out to you? I mean, do you have a problem mm-hmm. with direct messages, or do you have a problem with the content of some of the direct messages? I absolutely have no problem with a direct message. It's the content of the mm. direct message. Um, because like you said, how how are you going to get to um, meet somebody if you think you're potentially interested in, interested in them based on their based on their post or a picture you may have seen of them? So there's, you know, I have no problem with that whatsoever. It's just, you know, don't come at me like, you know, send me a picture or, um just just ignorant stuff. I mean, and mm-hmm. this is so somebody came to me with, you know, can you do me a favor? I'm like, well, what's the favor? Can you loan me a hundred dollars because I'm short on my rent? I'm sorry. Yeah. What what about my post line? Don't you understand? You know, I am not uh, <laughs> understanding where you're coming from. And so he continued to go on. Okay, okay. Well, I appreciate you. you can't help me. All right, thanks. Whatever. And then two weeks later, can you give me a ride to work? Uh, no, I don't even know you. <laughs> you know, this is this is the Ooh, bullshit. Wow, I am so sorry. Right. Damn. Th- this is wow. the bullshit. You know, and so. You, then we want to know why women act the way they do. This is why. That's why. Mm. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's so the content is the issue. You know, you want to come with me, have a conversation. What's your favorite color? You know, <laughs> let's let's get to know each other, mm-hmm. and then I might give you my digits. But I'm not. You know, no. I, I've met enough fools on there to know that you have to keep your information private. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, mm-hmm. like the inboxing thing, um, I, I've tried it before. It mm-hmm. doesn't work for me because I mean, you have some people, regardless of how nice and respectful you try to introduce yourself or approach them, some people just don't respond. All right, yeah. I mean, they just you know you'll they just don't respond. I guess because, you know, a lot of people are so used to getting 
just garbage that I guess they just assume that you're like everybody else or something like that. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, you never know anyone's for, for some people's reasons. Then you have some that, you know, they'll have a conversation with you and things of that nature that it doesn't really go anywhere because you can't get, really know anyone via text or via messaging and things of that nature. I mean, you can learn a little, but phone mm-hmm. conversations to me helps a lot better. Uh, sure. So I'm really not much for inboxing or anything, but I do feel sorry for women because I hear about some of the things that they get in their inboxes and some of it's totally disrespectful. And that just goes back to, you know, what we talked about earlier about guys just not having a respect for a lady being a lady. You have some guys who treat all women the same. They'll talk to someone who may be dressed like a hood rat. Um, disrespectfully, just like they would someone who's dressed like an attorney. You know, it's like they don't care. There's no filter. It's like you're going to get the same lines that I give every other person, and I'm just going to play the odds that if I talk to ten women, one of them is going to bite because it only takes one. You know, so, um, again, I think that that's part of the problem. But, uh, so I I guess we'll go ahead and wrap things up. I'm Sorry this has gone on for so long, but uh, I appreciate the candid discussion that you all have uh, had and that we've had. And um, it's nice just to get a conversation between, you know, a guy and a woman and we're not arguing and we can understand what the other is saying and uh, try to make some sense out of it. But, uh, Robin, Mm -hmm. did you have any type of final thoughts or anything that you just want to add to the mix or just? add some confirmation to? Um, I guess I would just say to women that are listening, be encouraged. Um, There are good men out there, although I have not run into too many lately, but they're out there. Um, You you see them um, in in other relationships with people. So just be encouraged and know that the right one is coming to, um, to you and don't be desperate for something that, Looks right, but it's it's packaged all wrong. Okay, all right. And Buck, what about you, man? Any final words? I echo Robin's sentiment. She couldn't have said it any better than that. Um, you know, you all have we all have standards and qualities. Stick to those. Um, I, if you do, you have the right you have the right uh, method of doing things, and you know what's you know what you're looking for. Don't settle for it. Just you know, just do the right. You know, do what's right, and you know, follow those. You know, follow that because you don't follow that, then that's how you end up with with the you know the wrong thing, and then you know that's when you know feelings get hurt and that kind of stuff, and then you end up on the on the wrong side of the eight balls, so to speak. So uh-huh. you know, <clears throat> just good advice. Okay. And, um, yeah, I definitely agree with both of you. There is someone out there, and also what Buck said, uh, you kind of have to make sure you stick to your guns, don't lower your standards. It's it's okay to have preferences. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, like I said, you know, good-looking people get a bad rap and things of that nature, and it's okay to have a preference. If if a person prefers someone who's, six foot six, and so be it. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I prefer dark-skinned women. That doesn't mean I don't date light-skinned women or, 
you know, I'm only holding out for dark skin women. It doesn't matter. It just means that I have a preference, and I think that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, and that people just should settle. Uh, you all right? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it was Buck. Oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> so I guess, you know, people people shouldn't settle. Um, you know, I, I know Buck well. I know his situation. Buck could be dating someone if he really wanted to, but he's waiting on that special someone, you know. I'm waiting on that special someone. I, you know, I could be in a relationship if I wanted to, but I'm waiting on that special someone. And I know Robin well enough. Robin is a wonderful person on top of being hot. She could be in a relationship right now if she wanted to, (laughs) but she's waiting on that perfect person. And so a lot of times people get caught up in the whole being single thing and, you know, you assume that, okay, what's wrong with this person because they're single? It doesn't mean anything's wrong with them. It just means that they're waiting for what they want, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, what they want, whether it's realistic or not, that's another thing. But they're waiting for what they want, and they have a right to do that, you know. So. They do. You know what, Q? I, I had gone through a, a bad breakup, and a friend of mine, I was talking to him, and he was like, just don't settle. You know, you need to just. Focus on being happy. Focus on knowing you, and don't settle for the next person that comes along. And so I think a lot of times when I meet someone, those words resonate in my head. But I'm, uh-huh. I'm coming to a point where I have to think too: Am I just not settling because I know I want six foot two, dark chocolate, you know, whatever? Or am I not uh-huh. settling mm-hmm. because there's a personality flaw or there's a, um, you know, something that is kind of quirky? You know, yeah. and so I'm I'm having to to make those decisions to say, okay, sometimes you have to have those standards, but as Buck said, nobody's going to be perfect. So, um, but be encouraged, men and women, the right person is out there. Exactly, and I, I think that's where we that's where a lot of the disconnect is. And um, you know, if we if you just hold out and just you know make sure you you know follow the you know what qualities you're looking for. And if you stick to those, it works every time. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true, and it it is possible to um, to definitely, you know, find what you're looking for if you're willing to wait on it. Sometimes you have to be patient and just kind of wait it out. But uh, you'll come out better in the long run by being patient and giving that giving the opportunity for that person to find you, so to speak. And, um, you know, I think that's that, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, so, well, I, I appreciate you all, again, coming on for this uh, discussion and give you all a round of applause. And my applause button is not working, so I guess, I guess you want to... Yes. Hey, there <laughs> All right, better late than never. I didn't know what was going on. It didn't play. So, he was stuck funny. on mute. All kinds of craziness going on this this latter part of the Top to Q radio show. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this show really. I, I mean, initially, I wanted to just talk about some of the problems that the genders were having, but and I know we kind of went into different areas of that and kind of went all over the place. But I did just want just a candid discussion between some people to get your opinions. Um, on what's going on out there, 
you know, it's hard out mm-hmm. there. Um, it is. Trying to find what you want. And although being single has a huge advantage when it comes to Christmas because you save money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that why I can't find a boo this month? If you can find one, you you shouldn't have no problem with that. You should you probably have five or six boobs by, by the time you turn twenty fifth. I don't know. Between now and, and Valentine's Day, it's kind of hard to lock some <laughs> brothers down now. <laughs> February fifteenth, they'll be they'll be all over some, the place. Some people have a little bit more talent talent than others, so that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so uh, I, I think right. I think Robin. Has has those qualities, and she'll be able to get out there, and she'll have like ten, five or six booze before she knows it. Well, well, they gotta have some sense, though, Buck. I'm telling you, I have, I have I met my share of jokers. I feel you on that sentiment. All right, well, 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 hold on. Let's let's stop for a second. Let's stop for a second. All right, so Robin, let's let's just look at it from your personal experience. What's the the biggest holdup with you as far as being in a relationship? If you just had to say your personal um, experience. Well, I don't well, mean as far as like, mm-hmm. Well, I don't Go mean ahead. necessarily as far as with you. I'm not saying what could you change that will make you more appealing. I mean, like, what are you not getting from guys that will make you say, that's the guy I want to go after? Um, well, like I said, first of all, I'm a mom, and so I have mm-hmm. to always – put that at the forefront and how that's going to work with my children. Somebody has to be understanding that I am 100% theirs and they are my priority. So they need to have that as an understanding. So that's first. And then second, um, I just don't meet a lot of people who really have the conversation or they can keep up the conversation that keeps me engaged. You know, mm-hmm. it always goes back to something sexual, and I'm not, you know, saying that's a bad thing. Sex is a great thing, but I don't want to talk about it before I even meet you face to face. Um, and I live in a small town, and like I said, the majority of people here are Hispanic, and that's not something that is like on my list of somebody I'll be I would be interested in, mm-hmm. and so I just. I have a limited um, possibility yeah, and where I'm, I'm living. Now, there's a huge major city not too far from here, but it's not a priority for me right now. So it's not like I'm putting myself out there on Tinder or putting myself out there on all these sites or trying to go to different parties to meet people because uh-huh. it's not really my priority. I'm in the stage of if it happens, amazing. If it doesn't, I'm just going to keep still being single Robin and, and enjoying my life. Um, so I just think the the pool of men is just limited. And if I meet someone, mostly they're going to be married, especially where I live. Um, and I'm not interested in that. Okay, okay. And I'm uh, not interested in being a sister wife. And, but mm-hmm. what about you, man? What are you not seeing in, in women? Um as far as dating? Instability. And what I mean by instability is just the the lack of the communication part. Um, I heard so many times that they say they want one thing, and then when you give them that, that's not what they want. They Because they have their own, not to even know what they really want, but they ain't going to tell you. 
even though you ask them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so or what, what they you say, saying? So, so what they ask, you ask them what they want, and they say a man with some stability, and then they really want what? So, Somebody's going to take care of them? Or mm. and I, you know, and now first of all, let's get one thing straight. That's what you know, as far as taking care of goes. That's what you should do as a man. Um, right, but I take mean, care. so yeah, don't, I don't, get, mean, don't get that. You know, misconstrued. You know, my, you know, my job as as a man is supposed to be provider, and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be able to, you know, provide for his, you know, for his mate, regardless to. Whatever it is, if she's low on gas, give her some gas money. If she um, if she had a bad day, you be there to comfort her. If her feet hurt, you rub her feet when she comes in. You know that, that's what a guy's supposed to do. You know I'm one of those throwback guys because you know even though my dad wasn't there, I had uncles and grandfathers and things of that nature that that told me and taught me the values of you know being able to treat your woman the way they need to be treated. But you can't say that you want one thing and then you provide that and, you, and then that's not what you really wanted or you mm-hmm. want something entirely different than what you're asking for. Or if, if, if what if it is what you're asking for and, and, you, and you do it and it's still not good enough. So mm-hmm. if, that's what I mean, the inconsistency there. You know, this is why I say communication is so important because, you know, saying one thing and then when you do that and you're still not getting what you're looking for, right. to me it's a waste of time. You wasted my time at this point. Don't and that's how I feel too. Why are you wasting my time? I mean, if you don't really want to put something into a relationship, go be somebody who really is trying to, you know, not do the same thing. Don't waste my time because I, I don't, yeah, that that's irritating. Yeah, it's like How about you know, you? don't say, don't say that you want, you know, you want somebody to wind you down, and then you say, hey, can I carry you out? Now you say no, but then you go out later, and then you see them with somebody else, or they ask somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. That man, that burns me up. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, don't worry about, you know, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't have it. You know, so Amen. that that burns me up. <laughs> it burns me up. And then, you know, it's just, that's. Go ahead. No, I'm Go done. Ahead, but... Oh. So I'm done. I was just going to say, what about you, Q? Uh, me? Um, I just want someone who's sweet. Uh, <laughs> 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 simple I, play. I know that sounds <laughs> simple, but I guess my, my, my definition of, of sweet is someone who shows that they care for you. I mean, just the basic principle of a relationship, in my opinion. Um, and I just haven't really come across that. I, I, I've i come across, I guess, some, some women who um, have trust issues, I guess, because of previous relationships. And um, because of that, they... You know, it's, it's it's like certain things are almost like pulling teeth because they've had bad experiences with being too nice too soon, and they don't want to give you any type of advantage or any type of leverage, you know, in a relationship, I guess, so to speak. So they just kind of, 
just don't do anything. And, you know, and I mean, so, I I, I mean, just simple stuff like, uh, I remember dating back in the 90s, and I have to go back to the 90s for those who may not know. I was married for 10 years, so there's a Mm -hmm. gap in my dating. And going back to the 90s, it's like when you met someone um, and got their phone number, that meant you were trying to pursue something with them, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And so you talked on the phone, you got to know each other, they would call you, you would call them, and everything was kind of just moved from there. Now getting a phone number doesn't mean anything. Um, You know, I I may have, and this is a show we did just recently um, about text stationships. I may text some women, and we never actually go out. You know, mm-hmm. or actually, or nothing ever becomes of it because, um, you know, getting a number means something completely different now. It's just talking. It's just communicating. And, again, it's like because maybe I'm not finding someone who is um, wanting what I want, then it just ends up just being that, you know, just someone you spend time texting and nothing more. Um, But it's like, you know, some of the things people, like I'm the type of guy who, if I'm interested in someone, I may do something nice for them, okay? You know, Mm -hmm. if I go out of town, I may bring them back a souvenir or something, just something small to show them, hey, I thought of you and everything. But um, it's just hard to find that in return. Mm. Because no no one really wants to show you um, a vulnerable side that, hey, I may be interested in you, but I don't want you to really feel that way because you may take advantage of it. So that that's my mm-hmm. problem. I just can't seem to find people who are sweet. They're just, I'm running into people who are just kind of hardened to the core because of, you know, previous relationship and guys who did them wrong. And, uh, you know, that's just what it is. Some of them are just flat out jerks. I have met some women who are jerks because, (laughs) you know, because they don't want to show a softer side. And it's like, dang, it's like, okay, why are you just, you're just being completely disrespectful right now, you know? So I don't don't fool with them. And uh, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, well, if I come across someone who's sweet and nurturing or whatever, I I will go all in because I I'm I don't treat um everyone like you know someone who may have done me wrong. I, I believe that everyone is different, and I think if you treat people nicely, uh, then you should expect the same. Now that doesn't always happen, but I don't treat mm-hmm. a new relationship opportunity like maybe someone who did me wrong in the past. But I'm in the minority. That's a mistake because I mean you get you deprive yourself of a great human experience when you do that. Um mm-hmm. and too many people too many people in today's time make that mistake. And it's a grave one because I mean there's a lot of good people out there. But when you when you put up, you know, walls and, and be in, in you know, the instability of that, uh and what that you know, the mixed messages that that, that causes it, you know, it really ruins a relationship so fast that it's hard to recover from. 
It's difficult. I mean, there's a, a lady I met um, back in the summer who was really nice, and um, I liked a lot of stuff about her, but she was guarded. And she told me, you know, that her last boyfriend, you know, cheated on her, did her wrong, and all that stuff. So she was really guarded, and it got to the point that she just was not willing to give anything at all. I mean, you ask a question, you get you get a question in return um, mm. when you're just trying to figure out about her. And I just stopped trying, you know. I mm. mean, as, as cool as she That's was, exhausting. yeah, as cool as it was, it was like, okay, I'm I'm tired of pulling teeth and having every simple question, get to know you question, be a big deal. You know, or you asking me why I want to know something, you know, and so I just stopped trying. You know, I just got exhausted. And like I said, I mean, mm-hmm. there were so many things about her that I liked, but, um, you know, she kind of got in her own way. And again, you have to be ready to date. Maybe she wasn't ready to date um, because of what she had experienced, whatever that was. But um, still, it's like you you miss you may miss out on opportunities if you treat the next person like you did the last. Now, did you tell her why you really weren't interested in in her anymore? And uh, no, I didn't. It's mm. just we just kind of just grew apart. It's Stop like talking. you know, mm. yeah. And I just got to the point. I just felt like I was trying way too hard. You know how you, you text people, you, you may not get a response for hours or you don't mm-hmm. get a response. I would, mm-hmm. I would text a question and not get a response to the question, so then I'll text something else and then you respond to that, but you never, you know, just 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 stuff. It just got tired, tiresome. So. Mm-hmm. To me, that's, that's kind of, to me, that's kind of teenage type stuff when you do stupid stuff like that and, you know, don't have time for that. Yeah. Especially, the, oh, it seems like to me, when you, the older you get, the less likely you're gonna put up with more stuff. You just have to Definitely. separate yourself, separate yourself, regardless yeah. to what the situation is. You just have to make, you know, you have to make the necessary change you need to make, so therefore you can be successful and be happy. Because you don't, you know, and you know how to, you know how that particular person is, and they just gonna continue to do, you know, those type of things. Then. You got to make a change, regardless of how you feel inside. You if you care for that person, you got to make a change. So, and sometimes you, know, you, and may you, can, want, you may, may not want to do that, but it'd be best for your own damn sanity. And people can change strategies when it comes to dating without just going to the extreme. And I think that people tend to go to the extreme on a lot of things. Um, a lot of people don't have balance when it comes to certain things. Uh, I know of a guy who had a lot of first dates, and he got tired of all the first dates. Um, He went out with this one woman. He said what kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. They had what he thought was a great time, and, you know, she was like, yeah, you know, let's do this again, blah, blah, blah. He never heard from her again, okay? So he he called. She wouldn't answer, you know. just He never heard from her again. So now his strategy is, well, I'm not doing any more dinners for first date. We're meeting for coffee because he got <laughs> tired of the expensive first this date. One and I kind of just screwed it up for everybody. <laughs> so I kind of understand. Exactly. His, I understand his approach, 
you know, and 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 I'll be honest with you, I'm almost getting to the same point. But I understand his his approach where you get tired of trying to show someone, hey, I believe in doing things the right way, and then they not take it seriously, you know, and they they waste your time or you know, or whatever the situation. Because the way I look at it, if someone doesn't like you, then I mean, just be grown and say, hey, this ain't gonna work. You know, or, or, or something of that nature. But you have some people who are rather just let you keep trying until you get tired rather than tell you you're wasting your time. And so, they have the ulterior motive to hold on to you for whatever that reason may be and not tell you. You know, just give you enough. And that's true, too. That's true too, and I've been through that before too. Where, uh, and uh, you know, so that'll happen. But uh, yeah. it's just a matter of whenever when things go wrong, because we've all been on this planet long enough to to have bad things happen to us. So mm-hmm. you can make adjustments to your approach, but they can't be to the extreme. You know, you can't say, well, because this guy did me bad or this woman did me bad. I'm gonna do every other person bad. You know mm-hmm. that's just that's just stupid. <laughs> I mean that's just stupid. You, ha- you have to be able to do. say I'm gonna mm-hmm. take um, I'm gonna be more careful in my selection process. And because for those people out there who always get the wrong person, you got to evaluate yourself yeah. at some point and say, you know what, maybe yeah. I'm not looking at the right things. Mm-hmm. Believe that. You know, you ultimately exactly. start to change, and I don't really want to get to that point because, um, you know, I'm I want to ultimately get married again, and you yeah. know, have that have that family life, and. Mhm. But it goes back yeah, to what it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Sometimes you go through too much garbage, and to the point to where it ruins you, and you know you're forced to you know your your hand is forced. And you know when 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 the person that you know you're pursuing will have you, and it, it just goes the wrong way, and you keep pursuing, you keep doing it, keep doing, it, keep doing it, and it doesn't work right. And then you know it wasn't, you know, it's always going to be fault on both sides. For anybody to say it's not going to be fault on both sides, they're crazy. They want to, you know, if you try to pass the book, it was all on the other person. You know, you're crazy to believe if it wasn't. You know, both of y'all contributed to the to the madness but at the same time when you know you put forth a good a good effort and it's not being recognized for whatever the reason is and you know you're putting forth effort you're doing the right things and it's still not being perceived or it's being perceived a different way and you got to, you know you got to cut bait and you got to make you got to make the significant changes you need to make so therefore you can be happy because i mean ultimately I mean, it's it's about, you know, you want consistency. You don't want, you know, some people like change, some people don't. But consistency is important. And if you don't have that consistency and, you know, you can't say one thing and then say something else, then, you know, you got you to make the change that you need to make. Even if it's painful for you, if it's not painful, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe 2016 will bring some changes. We'll see. Mm. Believe that, but 
But it really, Maybe it really starts. It really starts with good people, and 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 it really starts with what you know. You know what you know you like and what you what you want. You know you can't settle, and you know you have to make sure when you see you know you see that you see the red light come on. And, you know, when they're putting up walls and all that kind of stuff, you have to make, you need to make the changes right then and there. So, therefore, you don't have to go through all, you know, that way it doesn't drag out. You know, you can, you know, you just go ahead, just, you know, move forward and go from there because the longer it drags out, the more pain it's going to cause you in the, in the, you know, in the interim. You know, a lot of people dwell in the past and they're trying to figure out the past. The past is the past for a reason. You got to work on the present and the future because sometimes if you get stuck in the past, you ain't going to get to the future. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to move forward. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, you know, you have to look at your glass half, not half empty. There's a lot of good things that have happened in 2015 for, for everybody. You can't look at the negative stuff. You got to look at the positive stuff. You pull the positive stuff that, you know, that you've made happen in 2015 and you dwell on the, the positive, not the negative, and move forward. And that, that happened, you know, that that's, you know, true in everything, including your relationship. If you don't believe that, then you're already, you're already behind the eight ball. All right. Man, that's true. That's true. Um... <laughs> Now, I don't know, 2016, something may change, something may not. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm, I'm good right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I, I hate to say you it like that, but I'm good right now. Well, yeah, to hell, you got a date I, every day for every day of the week. But that's the thing. Man, I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not difficult to get a date. And, I mean, it's just not. All right. If, if you're willing to date someone that you may not be pursuing something long-term, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, either one of us can find something short-term if we wanted to. It's just that, you know, Robin, you're waiting on the right thing, and, and Buck is probably waiting on the right thing. He has, you know, he does have a point about what he just said. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for him, I mean, I've known Quentin ever since, you know, he's in first grade, but actually I've known him even longer than first grade because I knew him when we were going, you know, when we were in kindergarten and stuff. So, you know, I known him for that long, so the thing is, is that you know you know what you like, and sometimes when you know what you like, and then you don't find it, then you know it gives you options. But for me, I'm a steadfast type guy. I, I'd rather have that consistency of somebody that I can call my own versus having to go out and you know I don't like seeing multiple people. I I, I just don't I don't like that. I've never liked it. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, sometimes your hand is forced, and you got to do what you got to do to, you know, be successful. And you know, but for me, I'm that romantic guy. I want to be that. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm that all American type guy that want that. You know, not necessarily. I don't want no white picket fence around my house. I know they say that all the time. You know, I don't want that. I just want a nice manicured lawn. I want to have my own business. And I want to be able to provide for my family and have that one that one person that I can you know come home. If they had a bad day, I can take care of them. If I had a bad day, 
they can take care of me. And I'm not talking about from a financial standpoint. I'm talking about saying it's going to be okay when, when all hell breaks loose and it ain't going to be okay. But they there and they say, hey, you know what? You're okay. Hey, let me, you want to watch a movie? Or you want to go to a movie? Or do you, you know, do you want to go go for a walk? Or do you want to ride bikes? Or do you want to walk out? Whatever, whatever, whatever it takes to, make, you know, make that person happy. I think what happens is either those people are meeting in the same circles and it's difficult. I mean, I don't know how you meet people, Q, but it's difficult to meet people um, just one-on-one. You know, when it I met is. my husband, we, we actually met. You know, now people want to contact you via text or, you know, social media. I, I want to meet someone. You know, it's difficult to meet people. But I, don't, like I, said, I don't even know how you meet people. Now. It's harder now to meet somebody than it's ever been. Um, because yeah. there's there's so much um, you know there's so much drama now because everybody got their own issues and got their own agendas or they got their own wall they want to put up or anything like that. They say they want to meet people, but then they don't go. You know they don't know how to communicate with that person once they meet them because they mm. it's too technology has kind of ruined that for us. You know, gone is the chivalry of going out and you know. On the hunt, as we call it, some of us call it when mm-hmm. you're going out there. You know, mm-hmm. It's all gone. When I watch, when Q and I go out and he comes down here, we go out to the club. We sit back and we have the biggest laugh because these rappers <laughs> out there now have no fucking clue, none. Yeah. And you know it's funny because we actually, you know, it's funny because we sit there and we say, you know, how long would it take for for us to just run this? Because we know we can run it. And I ain't just saying it because Chris Brown sang, sang the damn song. I'm saying it because we just run it for real. <laughs> I mean, believe it. I mean, when I say you run it, you know, it's an old saying. You know, Quincy used to get mad at me. It was funny because when we were younger, um, he would get mad because I don't, I had a, I had my own saying. I did not like to go out early. I'm not a person to go out at 9 o'clock. I go out at twelve o'clock. You know, I sit there watch TV. I'm hanging because my thing is, if you got to work on it from nine o'clock to twelve o'clock, you better hope that I don't step in the club. You come up there because you ain't gonna get what you've been working on. You didn't just need to use your because the one you've been working on, which is the baddest one that's in the club, is coming to me when I get there. And that's not arrogant. That's just. That's not arrogance. That's just straight out of what it is. We take you from nine to twelve. Man, that's not like well, arrogance to me. It's not <laughs> arrogance. It's not arrogance. It's just, that's, that's just the law of averages, brother. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, let, let me in the Cali area. Let me wrap up something because I know I gotta uh, edit a whole lot of this show. Or I'll be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Robin, you have anything going on um, over at the Curvy Momager or anything that you want to put out there or promote? Where can people find you, all that good stuff? Uh, well, you can find me Instagram and Twitter, although I'm not on Twitter that much, um, at Curvy Momager. Just started doing some Momager scopes on Periscope. 
really a social media thing I haven't really used that much, but I'm starting to use that more, and it's at Curvy Momager as well. The new T-shirt line is out this Friday. So cool. I don't know when you're airing this show, but um, that's coming out. It won't out. be before and, this Friday, unfortunately. Okay, uh, that's cool. Um, just working on some stuff, trying to get back into the groove. I kind of um, fell off a little bit because wow, 9 to 5 has been really busy. Um, but I, I'm back on the hustle. So just follow me on social media and you'll be able to see what's going on. Okay. And, Buck, you're going to be on the Talk to Q radio show, I'm guessing. And uh, yes, that's where people can, can find you on T2Q. They can find me on T2Q. They can find me on Facebook. And I do have a Twitter account as well. I don't get on it very much, but I do. Uh, am on Facebook. Not every day. Um, I don't believe in being on Facebook every day. Um, I do check my Facebook weekly, but I don't check it every single day. Um, Yahoo, I mean, yeah, I, I I am on the social media sites, just basically Twitter and Facebook, but more more so Facebook than anything else. But um, and the Talk to you Radio Show, I'm there. Um, don't have you know the only thing I'm working on is starting my own business. That's that's one thing that I am working on because I do believe that if you have your own business, you have a little bit you know you have more responsibility, and you you garner how much you you know you make. But there are some other things that I'm, there are other interests that I have that hopefully in 2016 or maybe even late 2015 that we can bring to light. Um, I'm working on some things that, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go, as I'm going through this and as I'm building my business, I'm actually keeping a diary of how I'm doing it. So, therefore, um, that will help some other young entrepreneurs, whether they be black or white. There will, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's out there that um, if you do the research, and you actually put forth the effort that you will actually be successful in getting the things that you want. And there's a lot of stuff out there that people are not aware of, and I'm keeping keeping uh, track of this. So whichever one works, then, you know, hopefully, you know, you and I can get together and we can do a, do a show on it so that way it help others um, be able to do the same thing that I'm doing. That's cool. Most definitely. All right, and you can't even get it, Buck, on social media because he ain't there every day. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> you can get it. I mean, just because I ain't there every day, don't mean that I don't update and you know do things like that. So, you know, I I do pay enough attention to social media to the point to where, you know, I do get involved. So, and you know, there's there's a lot out there that you can you know be involved with. Um, there's a lot of things in the community, you know, if you go to, um, you go, you know, go to the entrepreneurial places that are in your local city or town, there's a lot of information that you can learn and, uh, get out there and be involved. So as I'm going through this journey, I do have it documented. So therefore when I do it, you know, we get together and do a show on it, you'll get to know these things. I won't have to be on social media every day. It's going to be on a talk to you radio show. So. We're going to make sure that everybody knows about it so, therefore, they can take advantage of it. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you all taking the time to chop it up with me here on the Talk to Q Radio Show, this special podcast edition. Uh, the live show can be heard every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. Uh, go to TalkToQ.com for more information. Everyone have a good night. Peace out.
Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Maybe get people to think differently about what they do and, and maybe change what they do. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. I was told that I was a man-eater. My name is Quincy. Uh, this is my show. All Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.